Can you feel the power? The power of the tip. Ready? Are you recording? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I, just, I just thought I'd, well, we probably should record because I'll probably forget otherwise and then we'll end up having a chat and then we'll have to do it again and be like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. When, it's, when, like, it's like Zed, Led Zeppelin, Zed Leppelin when Led, they're like jamming and they forget to press record, then all their classics are never Zed, heard. Zed Leppelin. Yeah, Zed Leppelin. Yeah. Who, who are they? What, what, what have they done for uh, pop music? <laughs> uh, four vinyl box sets, four CD box sets. Devil Worshipping, that's always a good one. And uh, John Bonham. So do we, do we need to go into it with a lot of high momentum? Podcasting? Well, for the intro for episode 15. Are we... Are we are you... Oh, is it, is it more of a... Oh, Kit, that's definitely that one. Okay, Kit, you start the intro. No, no, no. No, no, you start this, this with one. high energy. This one, yeah? No, 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 you start with high energy, then the sexy music right at the end, at the end okay. of the podcast. You do okay. it that way. So we need, we need to get... We, what, You're a nightclub how, DJ. How, how are you high guess? energy at the end. I'm not a night dub, I'm not a night dub, night dub DJ. I don't know, even know what yeah. that is. I'm not a night. Can actually talk today. That's really great. Yeah, that's that's really good on the uh, on the format, which is um, audio. I can't even f-ing think. Jesus, yeah, what is happening? Mother... I know it's mother flubbing good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, what is? I mean, <laughs> just do the intro. I mean, put your music lock, on. Do the intro. Lockdown is taking an effect on on people in different ways. Some people who are working from home. Are going slightly crazy. Do you want to do your high energy in- intro? Mate, that wasn't uh, that again. We haven't st- we haven't started yet. I know, but, but some of the pre stuff I've sort of put in anyway. I know, I, I know, I know you do, and it's just like what the fuck? I'm, I'm recording it, but the, the whole point of editing is to actually fucking edit and not just keep all the random shit in. Uh, oh, this, this is this is good because I'm getting annoyed. I know I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting annoyed, which is good because then they bring out the high energy. That that and and hold on one second. Whoa! Yes, here we go. Uh, high energy is what you want, and high energy is what you're gonna get. Oh, so I say, so yeah, because I'm putting on my DJ voice. So, is this down at the fairground? One more time with feeling. Let's jump on, jump in to episode number 15. How the hell have we got to 15 episodes? 15, 15 fucking episodes of this absolutely amazing podcast. I mean, really, how, how, how the hell have we got to 15 episodes? Yeah, you haven't introduced yourself. Yeah, I know, I haven't. I haven't yet. I'm yeah, getting, people I'm are going to. People are going to start discovering this I'm, podcast. I'm my own hype man. I'm my own Excellent. hype. So I'm, hype, I'm hyping myself self up. Um, yeah, but you just hyped yourself as like a, a circus circus kind of like person. That's true. That's not hyping yourself up. That's just a side that's career. Yeah, yes, welcome to the one and only Just a Tip podcast. Again, episode number 15 with me, your amazing host. My name is Kit. John Stone, here for another cracking episode, and out with me, as always, because he turns up, he's living in his car, shall we find out what, I mean, I'm going to not be mean to him anymore, because uh, he's living in his car, I'm not going to play funny 
funny music, funny sound effects to uh, to help. Well, because I, I'm feeling that actually I need to be a bit kinder to him. Um, so uh, please welcome Mr. Sans Mahal. Oh, thanks, Kit. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, sorry. Thanks. I'm not playing that anymore. That's okay. I, 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 can, I can roll with it. How you doing anyway, Sans? Sans, can you um, I mean, can you give it can you do me a favour? Can you um can you just briefly tell us what platforms you can discover us on? Oh well, okay, you can discover us on the world famous original iTunes, and you can find us on faster. Deezer, Spotify. Faster. Oh, same Deezer, again, Spotify. same again, same again with same again, faster, faster. Oh, faster. okay, you can see us on iTunes, Deezer, and, Spotify, no, and no, loads no, no, of loads, no, no, no. loads of other platforms oh, well, well, that we don't even know where, yet. Where can you get us? You can get us on. Spotify. Say, I, iTunes. Don't talk over me. You can get us on. I know we're gonna. Why we have to do like uh, like World War Two radio? You, iTunes over. You say Spotify. I go and. You say another one and. You're right, oh, and I'll right, keep doing okay. that because to emphasise that we're we're on across all the f-ing platforms. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right, so Sam, what yeah. platforms? Hang on. Hang on. So Sam, what platforms can you get us on? Oh, wow, kid. Thanks for asking. You can see us on iTunes. And. Deezer. And. And Spotify. And. That's it. And. No what more. Do what do you mean that? What, I mean, what? That's only three. That's three. Okay, okay. We're going to we're gonna have to ask anyone who's listening. If you're going to listen to a podcast in your car or on your headphones and you're jogging, are you going to go, hmm, I might listen to it on Deezer? No, you're going to say, I'm going to listen to it on iTunes because you've got an iPhone. With podcasts on, yeah. and you download it on there. Well, what about, We're just what about, helping Deezer well, what as about, much as we what can. Sounds, what about sounds? What, what if people don't have iPhones? Because um, most of the world, it's the most used operating system, is the Android operating system. So most people don't have Android. What can they do? They can get it on Deezer. Or? iTunes. No, no. You've not on, iTunes not, on no. Android. Speak off Spotify. Just say Spotify for f**k's sake. Oh, Spotify. Okay, let's start again. Oh. I mean... Put the music what? on. Put the music on. Let's do it. What? Let's do it. If, you got, if you're on iOS, you can use iTunes. Look, look, look. Joe Rogan and... is f-ing exclusive to Spotify now, right? On a very, very cushy big deal number. And his show, obviously, well-deserved. But we need to get our shit together to even get I... close to anything. How come like. he got his show on Spotify exclusive? Because he's hugely successful. Yes, and he's very good at his interview techniques. But that's not the point. How come we haven't got a show and he has? What, because because he's... We have a, to pay for our own kind of like distribution. Because he's a well-established comedian, funny comedian, um, well-crafted. His shows are, uh, well, very hard-working because um, he puts one one out a day or something. He does like five five every ten minutes. And I, mean, I mean, and he smokes weed all the time. He basically he's basically a content producing machine. Thanks. Isn't he? Do you reckon he talks in his sleep as well, just to get more content out? And just just to record it, yeah, yeah. He probably yeah, just to... probably records his records what he says in his sleep, and then he makes ten million bucks. Oh, that's you know, it's like yeah. I was listening to his podcast, and suddenly he's interviewing like you know someone, and just suddenly he's like, oh my god, yeah, oh, 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 oh. Then he starts going back to talking. I think he mixes and matches all his podcast kind of like conversations. Can you imagine? Uh, welcome to the sleep. Hang on, uh, let's let's see if we've got. Um... 
Nice. Welcome to the Sleep Podcast. Today, I don't know what's on the show because basically what the, what the show is is just um, recording me sleeping. And I, because if it was me, right? Obviously, if it was if it was Joe Rogan sleeping, yes. he'd probably come out with hilarious gags. If it was me sleeping, you'd get farts, or snoring noises, and the occasional like, "What the, f- the f- Where am I? What the f- uh, what's going on? Oh my god!" Yeah, and an elbow to the face as well because you've yeah. just been like tossing and turning all night. Right, hey lads. Oh, cheap king gag. I didn't right. realise it. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Lowest oh, comment god. Lowest anyway, comment should, should we get the show started? Because the whole point of just a tip is not just us having a phone conversation. And other, and other people snooping in. What we the do hell happened? Serious subject matters like what Christian Guru Murphy. What the hell happened to episode four? Christian Guru Murphy. Is, is that is that who you're aspiring to be? Not really, but you know, he's, you I see him doing the, the hard hitting questions. All we talk about <laughs> is just basically bitter, talented people getting their own exclusive shows distributed, <laughs> where we have to pay for our own. Nice. I mean, so, yeah, what, let's stop being angry. Let's help people. We're bitter about really talented, successful people doing really well for themselves. Whereas yes. us, we are not talented and we've got a little bit of slack. But yet we Say think like that, it is. Don't hold back it. But we, we but we yet we think that we deserve everything that the others get. So I mean, yeah, that's well, that, we that's... want the Boris Johnson deal. We want everything served to us on a platter. On a platter. On a, a, on a platter. You see, the difference between Boris Johnson and us is the fact that Boris Johnson fails upwards. The more bumbling and more idiotic he is, the more higher he gets. But the more bumbling and idiotic we are, we sort of fall down. Yeah. What's his secret sauce? Being a twat. I don't know. I reckon he likes a bit of reggae reggae sauce. You, you reckon? Yeah. It doesn't strike me as the type. He, he likes, yeah. I reckon. I reckon he likes. What's, he his, does. Girl, what's his wife's name? Girlfriend's name? Uh, M- Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. Nice. <laughs> oh no, nice. he's not married. He's not married. Nice porno uh, name. <laughs> what do you reckon? He just goes, "Oh, I feel a bit of reggae, reggae sauce, darling." She goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." We'll just chuck it in the saucepan. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I want, I want, I want some reggae, reggae sauce on my, uh, on my cornflake, please. <laughs> but, but Boris, you don't really have traditionally. You don't really have reggae, reggae sauce um, on breakfast cereals. It's normally, normally lunch. You probably get away with it at lunchtime or or di- dinner, kind of more savoury items. <laughs> anyway, so. So last week you're you're pulling the stats and the traction. Are we still are we still storming it in the US? Yeah, we are actually storming it in the US, but we're like COVID nineteen. We're just going from state to state, city to city. It's amazing. We are. Oh, we've had ten. We've had ten listeners last week. That's good, isn't it? That is a lightning strike from the gods. That's the gods shining down on us. But Kit, do you know the reality is? Yeah. The reality is, those are ten people that will never get the time back. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We're gonna win. <laughs> Jokes on them. Yeah. <laughs> was that in the US then? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the US. Uh, yeah. I don't and, know why and, that's from, and that's from Podomatic. That's from Podomatic. Yeah. 
Because it's, it's just that's, amazing. That's not even me. That's wait, not even, I said, stop talking over me. That's not even me. It's just natural progression. You know, people probably found Bottom, the TV series on the internet, and and loads of other British comedy shows like Faulty Towers. And I thought, hey, hey, a Brit podcast. It might be, might be quite quirky. Might be quite, uh, you know, different. Yeah, let's listen. Oh, okay. Don't get past episode two. Thanks. Bye. Uh, no, yeah, but it, it, I thought I thought you you said that they they ten people listened to the last episode because they're not yeah. going to listen to to us in chronological order, are they? Because uh, they should definitely listen. We, we we're like a fine wine. We we improve with age. <laughs> we smash on the floor after a heavy night of drinking. Yep, that's exactly what we are. Woo! Anyway, should we get on with the show? So this is just a tip. <laughs> This yeah, yeah, is yeah, just to turn life woes into life wins. Or is that you? Are you going to say that? Well, would you stop reading my bits? Go then. <laughs> well, you might you might as well do it now. Okay, cool. Uh, welcome to Just a Tip, where we turn life woes into life into wins. life wins. Uh, the welcome to Just Tip podcast. It's my podcast. My podcast. <laughs> off, Sam. <laughs> off, Sam. <laughs> off. Just off. This is my podcast. All right. Our podcast. This is my podcast. So anyway. welcome to turning your life ways into life wins. Uh, yeah. The whole premise of the podcast, I mean, it's changed over the last 15 episodes, well, 14 episodes, 15, including this one. We we saw a hole in, well, I, I saw a hole in the market, which was, um, you know, uh, agony uncle for TV format. Obviously, we don't know anyone in telly who uh, is going to commission to... Well, let's, let's, be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. No hopers. Who nobody's nobody no hopers. Downwardly, I prefer downwardly mobile. Down, downwardly, yeah. Who's going to commission to downwardly mobile? Old, ugly. I mean, we've got nothing going for us essentially. Who's going to commission that and put it on telly on mainstream telly? Yeah, that that was a great pitch, by the way. That's good. You really yeah. sold it. Yeah, and turning life woes into life wins. Yay! When we can't even got our own shit together. Anyway. <laughs> Bullshit banter. Episode fourteen um, was basically just turned, uh, just completely encapsulated the, uh, how fucking useless we are. And it instead of sticking to the sticking to the script, <laughs> yes, I know we actually do do a script. We do do a script. We do spend quite a lot of time writing it. Instead of just sticking to the script, we just emphasised how losery types we are. And just chatted for way longer than an hour on yes on our how shit we are at stand up comedy at least how we began yes. in stand up and it was horrendous. Everyone who's ever thought about being a stand up comic and has the fear of getting up on stage can look at us two clowns and just go, well, if those twats can do it, then anyone can. And you know what our advice is? Because it is just a tip. Do it. Go on stage. Write five minutes of material. Go up on stage. Say it. Get booed off. Everyone shouts at you. Everyone thinks you're a loser. You get really depressed. Then you get the bug where you have to go up on stage again and prove them wrong. It's brilliant. And then it, when you when you die on your ass so catastrophically, like and and you know so horrendously, and you die so horrendously on stage, um, then you'll get a little. It, it'll bring you down a bit and try not to get down too much. Can well, I give you? Can I give you a story? That's part of the course, and then what you can do is you can turn that life woe 
into a life win of writing uh, a 50-minute award-winning Edinburgh show. Kit, can I give you a quick story, which is actually exactly what happened, right? On, so Sam. my crazy friend, my crazy friend who we talked about last week, the one who lasted about five seconds on stage at the Gong Show. Anyway, he had his own Edinburgh show. Heck of by Jim Jeffries. No, yeah, that, that, that same guy. But he, when he had his own 14-day run at Edinburgh, anyway, to cut long story short, there was an act before him yeah. that was basically, obviously, performing. But my crazy friend said, this guy just died every time. Just died. This is about 12 years ago. And he, my mate just wanted to put a bullet for his head every time he saw him perform. And about a couple of years ago, he phoned me up out of the blue while he's in his car listening to Radio 4. The same guy, all those years later, basically had his own Radio 4 show. Half hour Radio 4 stand-up show. Who, who was it? I mean, we can, obviously, we can bleep I, the name. I can't, no, 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 you don't have to bleep the name because, obviously, I'm not saying anything bad about him. It's just that, at the time, my mate witnessed someone, but it's the fact that you stick it out and you do it over a period of time, taking the amount of abuse... And you can actually still get through to the end. And that's the advice we give. But I will put his name in the show notes. And actually, because I'm editing this a bit, right now, I'm going to do a little intro to the, to the guy we're talking about. Jokes here. Alfie Moore is an English police officer, writer, stand-up comedian and radio presenter. From his humble beginnings as an officer of the law, he is now a popular stand-up comic as peer Radio 4. And that's and I- done. And hopefully we can get him on the podcast. Uh, we can, but I think, I mean, <laughs> for someone who's probably a little bit high profile. So he's actually a policeman that was doing stand-up. And his Radio 4 show is actually all police policeman routines and all that kind of thing. He, and he's I a listened to it. It was quite funny. Yeah, he's actually he, a real he's policeman. He'll he, he, he love this then. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he'll, he'll go, stop. You've got a shooter. Uh, He's got a I, shooter. I don't think we need to. I don't think we explain that anymore. That's. I think that's. that's yeah. We just. We just. We basically just randomly play play Dennis Waterman songs throughout. Yeah. Throughout the podcast, <laughs> and and then you know just just uh, for our, for our own amusement. Anyway, anyway, we've done all the stand ups. Um, I'm just doing a, an update. Something I completely forgot. We did. We did. Stand up guy. But shall we talk about? The main we did. subject. We yeah. So so we did um, mention last week um, briefly d- different different sitcoms. One of which was a very old one called Curry and Chips. Now, would you like to uh, go into detail with uh, with just uh, just basically a sentence or two about what Curry and Chips was? Okay, so actually this just a tip actually ties in so we can actually give advice to the television industry. Anyway, so what we're going to talk about is blackface, right? Yes. Excellent. Okay, cool. I don't have to bleep that out because it is a current subject. Anyway, Carrie and Chips was a notorious sitcom from the 1968, 1970. Yeah. And it starred Spike Milligan, who I think is amazing. Eric as Sykes. an Indian guy. Oh, and Eric Sykes, but Spike Milligan was an Indian guy, a Punjabi guy, that pretended to be Irish working in a factory. So the whole gag was basically his Indianness and him being basically all the stereotypes available for a show th- like that. I think he was actually from Pakistan, but but no. 
Oh, is it Pakistan? I'll put yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting show notes. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, it's quite notorious because obviously it is all just stereotypes and it was just like low base humour. I found it quite funny in certain ways, but it's he... a bit cringeworthy watching it now. So when you, when you said uh, when you found it funny when you were younger, now what, what do you think you, you were laughing at? Because I was immature and something <laughs> like that has not gone away in my life. <laughs> okay, so it's just... So you're looking very... at broad caricatures. You're just, okay, you're just looking okay. Okay. And um, and it's Spike Milligan. I mean it's literally Spike Milligan. You know, being Spike Milligan and you and he's watchable in everything. As simple as that. And obviously you've got Eric Sykes just like face palming before face palming was like, you know, cool. Would that show be made today? Absolutely not, no. It would have to be made with lots of irony. A lot of these shows aren't even shown now. Which is, which leads me to, mind your language, which is another show that was cancelled after the second season. Yeah. And you know that I so, think so, just worse. just just brief, briefly briefly go into a bit of detail about what mind your language was. Very good point. We have got our American listeners, uh, who actually well, and, don't and know also, this, and also you know just a few people who might not know or very, or young people or whatever. So. Very true. Okay, cool. So basically, oh, look, look at me sounding. Is a language school. Look, look at me sounding all professional. Yeah, yeah, hi. So, mind your language. It was basically a sitcom set in a language school where this English guy, the English teacher, is teaching all these foreign kind of like guys who've just turned up to England to learn English. But the, in in their mind, I think it's Johnny Spate who done it, who's notorious for like doing these kind of comedies. But show notes will answer that question. Exactly. We can just ask ask Joves. Ask Joves. Let, let, okay. let's, let's ask Joves. Let's ask Joves. Okay. Correction. Vince Powell was the credited creator and screenwriter for Mind Your Language. Sands and Kit are pretty rubbish when it comes to knowledge. So Mind Your Language is a sitcom made by LWT, which is an independent TV channel. And it was set in a language school, I think written by Johnny Spade. But let me ask Joves about that. Thank you, Joves. So as a teacher, he's got all these mate. foreign Seamless. students. Seamless. Seamless, yeah, exactly. So all of the car- all the all of the students in there. <laughs> oh wow, that is actually the thing. And you've got oh. this massive database of sitcom music. Yeah, it's called Google. <laughs> oh my god. What a good database to have. This. The, the, yes, the Barry Evans. So, so I'll just describe what I've just seen, right? Which is. And then uh, cartoon um, animated characters of, uh, well, basically of different nationalities, caricatures. So I think a Chinese person was taking, had a big camera. And That's then correct. Th- that, that kind of thing. And then a, a grumpy old woman with uh, kind of pointy glasses stands at the door shaking her head. Uh, and then, then it cuts to not those animated characters. No, those animated characters are... At, in fact, real life and you know, like caricatures. So I'll, we have. I'll, I'll link. Have... I'll link the actual opening credits to YouTube. Uh, sorry, to the show notes. Uh, that was seamlessly done. But can I give you Kit a rundown of the actual stereotypical characters in the show? Yes, on my please, mem- from my memory. 
Oh, yes, Peter. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad you asked. So we had the Greek guy who thinks he's a sex god. We had the Chinese guy, literally, with a camera in front of him. We've got the Pakistani guy with the hat. We've got the Swedish sex pot who just tries to get off with everybody, making the English teacher blush all the time. We've got... What the stereotypes are there on this planet? Oh, yeah, but no, we've got... Oh, there's, I don't know if it's India and Pakistan always fighting in the episode. I might be wrong on that one. But every base stereotype was literally thrown into that show. And it was Michael Grade who cancelled that show when he started working at LWT. Michael Grade is basically the television god of and how, commissioning. And how was it received at the time? Now, this, this would have been, what, it, 70s? Right. It was quite popular when you had three channels and not much to choose from. But obviously people still found it politically incorrect. And I think it pushed the barrier of poor taste a little bit further. So you can still buy it on VHS, but I don't think it's ever been released anywhere properly. A bit like it's... Spike Milligan's Q series, which has been a great disservice to never been released properly. And it's it's not, um, yeah, it's not it's not on UK Gold. You just, you're not getting repeat fees, not like Porridge or, or only yeah. and Horses. Very true. But or, or it, I 40 think it, Towers, I think or 40 Towers up until this week. So well, this, this on, week, they? Have, are they? They? Yeah, they they apparently put it back on the schedule because people go, don't be a dick. It's funny, which is a point I'm going to get to about punchlines and gags and all those kind of things. So shall we? So basically, this in the last week, they have removed anything, all sitcoms from from various different streaming streaming services. So uh, Netflix, BBC iPlayer in the UK, Amazon. And help me out, it sounds. That's it. That that will do. That's enough of them. Um, yeah, that's basically enough. From 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 a lot of several of the VODs sites, they have re- removed sitcoms like Little Britain, um, League of Gentlemen, and Mike the Mighty Boosh, because some of the characters are blackfaced. Yes. That now um, going. Let's just talk about the actual. The actual comedies were when they were released. So I think I think Little Britain was two thousand and three ish. It was on the radio before that. Well, let's ask Jobs. The first episode of Little Britain was shown on the 9th of February two thousand and three. Seriously, you couldn't Google that, you dipshit. Thank you, Jobs. Okay. So <laughs> and, and and I think can, can, I think can, you'll, can, you'll, okay. you'll, you'll find Jobs that yes, thanks for confirming it was two thousand and three. Okay, Kit, do you have an opinion about Little Britain being taken off as for, as the first example? Yeah, so so I kind of, on the radio, when I was on the radio, I thought it was quite funny. Um, yeah. And because it was, it was kind of, it was quite different in its time. And I think this transition to TV, the first series was okay, but the transition to telly, because obviously when, when it's when it's on TV, it's, it's, it's the age old thing. It needs to be a bit more, bit more kind of punchy and grabby, and you should try and draw, like hold your attention longer, and and yeah. more, more, and to be more visual, and or or the, you know the, the the people making it think that it needs to be more more visual, yeah, be have a bit more of a visual impact, which you kind of understand where that comes from because obviously TV is is a visual medium and format, but yes. I think what Little Britain did and like David Williams and Matt Lucas have kind of said this 10 years ago they said that they, they would never make this show like that like that again uh, because one they it would never get made 
like that, and two, it was just mean. And I think I think basically that what they were doing was they were they were in in its kind of real transition from radio to TV. They 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 kind of they lost something which was quite unique, uniquely kind of um, just odd and bizarre. And then they tried, they tried to to just they ended up making it quite quite mean. Just to, and and that's basically playing on on kind of stereotypes and you know fat people being lazy and you, you know and, and all the rest of it and and come fly with me again was which was the the series that they that was the other one that, that they took down come yeah. fly with me was the series set in the airport and basically it was like little britain but but just in an airport and you could kind of on one hand you could sort of see what they were doing because they were trying to mock people for being racist and having racist views you know, we've, we've for example, if you remember the character of the immigration officer uh, that Wallen has played, who was totally, totally racist and basically just pulled anyone aside who, who, you know, had had uh, a non-white uh, name or or wasn't wasn't white, um, yeah. and then and then obviously the joke was him on him on just how ridiculous he looked. And, and you know, kind of like the the power and the, the corruption, kind of trying to emphasise that. And I think the joke was sort of slightly lost because it basically just well, one, it's a very de- delicate thing to joke about, but also two, it kind of it, it it kind of just looked like they were they were taking the piss out of the people they were trying to defend and side with the people that they were trying to take the piss out of. Yeah, it, I, mean, it, I think there were there were a few there were a few errors in judgment. Exa- yeah, a perfect example of this is Alf Garnet. Alf yeah. Garnet was supposed to be a parody where you laugh at Alf Garnet because he's so ridiculously racist and just bigoted, but people didn't actually see that. They actually saw, they actually thought, yeah, he's got a point. It's like they were siding with him more because of his points. So you're trying to put this fine balance of like, you know, trying to make someone a caricature, but it sort of fails. Yeah. Now, yeah. my problem with Little Britain is where was the gag? Where's the punchline? They, they, they blacked themselves up, but where was the punchline? It's just they were doing caricatures of these characters, but there wasn't a gag. That's what I, you know, I watched it indifferent at the time. And, you know, it was a funny show generally across the board with all of the characters, but when you look, when you actually break it down and analyse it, in the current climate, where was the gag? It wasn't saying anything, was it? It, didn't, it wasn't leading anywhere. The, yeah. the shit, which, which, which was kind of, it was a, sh- it was a shame because it got so big and so phenomenal and, and, and it was a bit of a phenomenon and then they went to the US and, and they did, you know, I think they did about two or three series in the US. And, yes. And again, they, the they, US was very polished, admittedly. It was but, it was very polished, but it was it was still basically just stereotypes. It was still yeah. even more so. I mean, it, it almost became unwatchable for me. Yeah, um, and my I mean, like, other I watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, my other bugbear with them as well was there. I can't remember. There was a music show, late night BBC Two, and both Walliams and um, Joves. Matt, Matt, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. Oh, oh, okay. Joves, stand down. Stand down. So Williams and Lucas, they both turned up. <laughs> but they they both turned up. But they basically blacked themselves up as Dr. Dre and I think Easy E. But I'll be corrected on that. Joe can't be asked. Just search for yourself. 
But they literally blacked themselves up, walked on, and just looked menacing and walked off. And that was it. And I was like, okay, apart from the fact that, oh, you blacked yourselves up as Dr. Dre, where's the gag? Where's the where's the where's the humor in it? Where's the kind of like, you know, the, the quirky kind of like thing to it? It there wasn't. Uh oh, you're typing something. I can hear no, you no. typing. No, no, you're I was Googling just gonna... something, aren't you? Was it Jules Holland? Uh, I can't remember. I'll have to. I'll have to find that and put it in the show notes, or put a correction with Job's helping. But can I? Can I lead you on to another thing? Yes. As an example, so I don't know. If, did, did you ever watch the Eddie Murphy whiting up sketch on Saturday Night Live, nineteen eighty-two? No, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have. I have. I've seen bits of it. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched too much of it. But now, yeah, can, to give can... you to give you a rundown, right? The sketch was. Eddie Murphy doing a piece to camera and goes, you know, just, you know, trying to understand white people. So he whites himself up and he goes into a sweet shop and the guy in the sweet shop just like looks at him as a white guy and just starts giving him free shit. Goes, just, just take the food, just take the newspapers. And Eddie Murphy's like, okay, this is weird. Then he goes somewhere else. And he, the, the whole sketch is like, it's a white man's club. And now that he's actually whiting himself up, he's seeing the other side that most, you know, non-white people see. Anyway, that was very funny because there was a gag after gag after gag and it was heightened, heightened. And the punchline was him doing a piece to camera back as his normal Eddie Murphy self. And behind him were loads of other black guys all whiting themselves up, trying to infiltrate the gang. That was a funny setup and punchline. Did you ever see True Identity with Lenny Henry? Uh, <laughs> I've avoided that. Should I watch that? Miles. Feel your roots. Say, baby, didn't I tell you to bring all my bread round to my crib? Mile, you're not black enough. Get down with your bad self. Say, baby, didn't I tell you to come by my crib with my bread? What it is? Miles Pope thought he'd hit bottom. I'm an actor, Harvey, not a piece of fruit. Until the mob decided to hit him. By this time tomorrow, I want that Pope kid dead. Now the only way he won't get whacked, cut him up and make sandwiches. I gotta disappear now. Is to give the performances of his life. And basically, basically, he he uh, has to wipe his face up. Oh right, so he's in witness protection. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, the trailer sounds shit. It sounds, it, it, it sounds exactly like, oh, let's just stereotype. And that was his one big Hollywood career, wasn't it? Before he came back and carried on doing funny stuff in the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's still, I remember, I remember watching that as a kid, and I haven't watched it since. But I remember watching that and thinking that was very funny. But probably, probably it was because it was played on stereotypes, and uh, and maybe, maybe it was very, very juvenile humour. Uh, so I think I should probably rewatch that to see to see how how it stands. <laughs> you know what, Kip? I think we should do a Zoom watch party. That's all the rage now. Yeah. Oh, let's, oh let, let, hey guys, let's have a Zoom watch <laughs> party! Oh my god, it's like so amazing! Yeah, let's all watch it remotely because you can't watch it together with like popcorn and just have like have got, so much fun. Have you got popcorn? Oh my god, you got popcorn! It's so great. Yeah, let's it, not... it's just the fact that, that David Williams and Matt Lucas sort of like say, "Oh, yeah, we'll never do it again." But they should have done it in the first place. They sort of turn around and okay, we're going to move on to Lee Francis. It uh, just the other week, Lee Francis is like doing a tearful kind of like apology for doing 
Craig David. Did he do that off his own bat? Did he do that off his own bat? Was he getting hassled? You know, from what I'm piecing together, and I'm hoping enough listeners can actually correct us on this because no one's really reacting to anything we say. That's fine. But I feel, from what I've read, it's just I think he's just come out and apologised off his own back. And just saying, okay, yeah, you know, I I know someone called him up. He did the Black Lives Matter black kind of like um Black Tuesday image. Yeah, Blackout yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, Blackout Tuesday. He did that, then people started calling him up on it. Then he's then he, he should have just kept quiet, to be honest. Because that was a different time. I mean, David Williams again shouldn't come out and apologize for it. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't come out and apologize for it because that's just done and dusted. But yeah, he just came out and just apologized. I was like, well, sure, surely you know, it's cringeworthy sure, now. Yeah, well, sure, surely that's good though. That he, he's he's actually accepting the fact that that okay he did this and and he wouldn't do that again. Again, I I don't I wonder if I mean I'd like to think and obviously I don't know them. But I'm, I'm, I like to think that there's no malicious intent here. They were just kind of, you know, both sector was kind of, it was quite, it was, it, the whole, the whole USP was it, it was quite outrageous and shocking. And, and oh, to, 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 bring, to bring in these to, celebrity aspect, and you kind of, you had to, you really had to, no celebrities were, were, um, kind of put on a pedestal. They were all, they were kind of brought down. I didn't, I don't know if you remember that, his version, his impression of, um, Simply read Mick Hucknall was wasn't particularly uh, pleasant or or Elton John. Um, obviously, Mel towards ginger people, unbelievable. Yeah, but but he is ginger, so I think that's that's how that, that was that was the joke as well. <laughs> so Lee Francis was being meta. <laughs> so <laughs> it's different. Okay, no, okay, this is okay. You got a good point, right? This isn't exactly one of the gag fest of um, podcasts, but it's got a good point to it, but. You know what? Little Britain, I think, was slightly worse because it just took ordinary non-white people and just exaggerated their kind of like, you know, behavior and all that. At least with Lee Francis, he took celebrities. So Mel, uh, Mel B was just ba- Mel Gibson. Mel, Mel B was just basically this, this like loud mouth kind of thing. He just exaggerated it. Craig David was just basically this kind of like smooth kind of like thing. But he just put this accent on him and made it into like Kess with this eagle and all that. Then Michael Jackson, which I still think is just very funny, that was just taking a celebrity status of all of his impressions and just heightening it to the point of ridiculousness. Uh, and and how and how? Let's be honest. How f-ing weird some some of the things that Jacko did were. In light of what's happened recently, yes, he's he's. <laughs> now I don't know if they'll ever show any of those Michael Jackson uh, sketches by Lee Francis again. I don't know, but at the uh, time, yeah. they they were innocently funny because it was like Shamon. You get, you get to finish finish the um the quote. I better not do that too loud because I'm still in the car, so neighbours might think. <laughs> I can't put that on the podcast. Yeah, I better not say what my license plate is. <laughs> They'd be running that for the DVLA. <laughs> With Little Britain, with Little Britain, when, when before they made Little Britain, they made a thing called Rock Profile. I don't know if you remember it. It was a Rock Profile. It was on a channel called oh. Play K, which was a cable channel. No, that's it. Williams turned up on Rock Profiles as Dr. Dre. That was that was the show. It was. It wasn't Jules Holland. I think they they turned up on um, Top of the Pops as as them. So I don't think they ever they ever did a Rock Profile as as, uh, as Dr. Dre. Yeah. 
even though this podcast is pre-recorded, this is live researching happening no, as it happens. No, you're, no, so I think I think they turned up on top of the pops as Dr. Dre and Easy E, but I don't think they actually did. They did an episode because I was pretty obsessed by that show. Oh, and, okay, fair enough. And, and so the show, the show was again. It was it was very 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 funny. But if you think it was like Matt Lucas is, is almost quite guilty because he was very mean to Gary Barlow in that. You know, he, his portrayal of Gary Barlow, the lead singer of Take That and musician who, when Take That kind of split up, he he gained a lot of weight and kind of had, I think he had to break down and didn't, didn't have a particularly good time. Obviously bounced back. And so Lucas's portrayal of Howard Donald and Gary Barlow were yeah. that they were living in kind of squats. And yeah, kind of, you know, obviously it, it's what comedy is. Let's do it now. Let's, let's get really boring and technical and that's what comedy is and i think i think it's funny no, no, to... to put okay if you want to heighten up put some music on while you while you explain this bit <laughs> what what's all what's all, what are you talking about oh i'll i'll tune why don't you play our, we're not going to make any money on youtube because of the licensing structure but put our tune on <laughs> we don't need the money we do need the money oh no hang on I can't. oh hi yeah hi hi yeah can you hear me all right, yeah, well, key your handset twice if you can hear me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening to that uh, podcast, you know, the Just a Tip, the one I was listening to the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're talking about stereotyping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're talking about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to make a serious point, but it's all waffle at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Radio 4, but less fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link to the actual uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very good. I can't. Oh, no. Yeah, I've got it. Got it. So, what, uh, what, what we think comedy is. And, and now I was actually going to make quite a serious point. So, so I think the value that comedy brings to society is it holds a mirror up to society and it should hold a mirror up to society. And you can look at it and view how ridiculous circumstances are and then relate and make them relatable to where you are currently in your society. So if you're looking at something which was made a few years ago, you then, or, or if to, to one extreme, you know that's why that's why satire is satire because basically it's it's what you imagine it to be like you know like in the loop for instance oh yeah definitely you, you know you, that's how you imagine it to be but it's probably a little little bit crazier and a little bit over overemphasized and and overegged just for comedic effect and and I think that's what they kind of tried to do you know twenty years twenty or fifteen or twenty years ago with with the the comedy scene then. Where yeah. you had the stand-up, which was just straight stand-up, just chatty, chatty stand-up, one one guy talking, mm. and then and then you had to have as as a contrast to that, you also had kind of a bit more visual sort of humour and visual jokes. I think you're right. I think what it actually lacked was you were laughing at the because don't forget you were you were laughing at that time you were laughing at something outrageous. And that was the whole yeah. point. If you remember, because I remember being at school going on a, like on a Saturday to see American Pie when that was first out. And, and that was really outrageous and shocking. And then, then there's something about Mary and then the whole host of like, spin-offs ever since. Yeah. You know, like, like kind of gross out comedies. And I, and I think that was, that was kind of a straight reaction to all these 
lovey-dovey rom-coms that are kind of coming out or were coming out in the 90s that were quite wishy-washy or seen yeah. as wishy-washy and not realistic just and kind of made you feel bad and you know all that, all that kind of thing i think and i think you know what? what what american pie did was it was a bit more of a realistic high school experience and the same with the in-betweeners a few years later in the uk it was a bit more of a kind of a school experience and and it was kind of it, it's again it's us i keep using usp as a term but it's unique selling point because <laughs> i because i'm a bellend but it, the thing that the can thing I, that it kind of played thing, on, yeah yeah i know when you finish your bit there's you made you made a very good point sorry you're saying so yeah the thing that it was it, it played on was was the it, it it trying to be a reaction and kind of grossing out deliberately trying to grace out and i and i think that kind of filtered down around the same time you know, there was that feeling about about things trying to trying to shock you. It was a bit more of a shocking kind of culture, and so people and the, and the don't get the office kind of kind of was part of that as well. It was yes. Gervais even even still does it now, and I think in this latest humanities tour, or it might be the other one, he mentions about about irony. So you know, he 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 comes out and can say something absolutely shocking in the same way that David Brentwood in the office, and you'd laugh because you're laughing at him because you know as as a well-rounded individual human you know that's not okay to say that yeah now that's not a justification of what of or for ever doing blackface but i think with the the visual the visual element and you know to, to try and kind of make things probably more interesting and again to be more and more shocking what is more shocking yeah. than actually than actually blacking yourself up and and there's not much but there were certain things where you kind of think there's not, you know, that's not in the, that's not appropriate, and you know that they they should have probably thought about it before they did it a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, sorry. What what are you saying? Uh, that was a long no. a long ramble rant. I don't think really, I really had a point. But I realised that kind of gross out humour, like American Pie, is all a ten year cycle. So you had American Graffiti in 1975, you had Porky's in 1986, American Pie in 19, uh, 2000, then you got the Inbetweeners. So you get to a certain point where it's all a certain homogenized kind of like, kind of like environment, then there's mm. a pushback or something that's just like gross out. I mean, but, I mean, a generation before was watching Porky's going, oh, that's a bit sauce, you know, like all these horny teenagers. And the mid 80s was, whole product of just films about horny teenagers that have to see a pair of titties and like the the kind of crazy things that they have to do to see those titties then you've got american pie where these like geeks are just trying to find some titties they need to like you know they need to a pie because that doesn't have a pair of titties but it's got like a pie vagina because because it feels like warm apple pie that's why exactly warm apple pie now the question is should these shows have been pulled? Do you think Little Britain should have been pulled? I think Little Britain probably was it probably was a good good shout. Because I would disagree. Really? I think all of these things, as bleak as they are, in terms of what they are, they should still be kept on there. I know it's a political environment because every time they do it, the newspapers go, Oh, they put in this this really bad, like polit- politically incorrect stuff on TV still. Oh my god. I don't know why the newspaper editors are American, but that's not the point. American audiences love us. But yeah. I think curry and chips, mind your language, 
all these shows should just at least stay in some platform somewhere, but with a warning sign. So some of those old Warner Brothers cartoons, which were basically fair, quite like, you know, had stereotypical characters, they actually have a warning sign right at the, right the front saying, this was made at the time. And you have to understand that this is a product of its time. So I think Curry and Chips, Little Britain, all these, if they, you know, even if you put a warning sign mm. saying it's made of its time, I, I think people should still see it. Because even though you can watch it now and go, oh, that's a bit cringeworthy, it's still a document. And that was still broadcast by a major broadcaster. So it should still say, you know, still be seen by people. It is around, I mean, I mean, I think having this conversation, and obviously a lot, a lot recently, and I think we've we've come, we can get onto the statues and stuff as a different topic. But I think with the comedies, is it's it's a sign of the times, as you just said, isn't it? It's a complete sign of the times. It's holding mirror up to society, and you know it. And 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 I don't know about you, but the thing that I really love about comedy, and 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 absolutely passionate about comedy, is that it has. The, it's the freedom to to give you allow you to think about something in a different way, and absolutely, that, and and that 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 might you know whatever that way is, and and then because then you can put things into context, and when you put things into context, you realise that how preposterous things are. I personally person love about it, but yeah. So I see your your point. You're obviously I'm white male, um, so have have. Yeah, have. Uh, you're you're ten times more likely to be pulled over by the police. So you know, I yeah, I feel the pain. And, <laughs> and 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 I haven't had any any bad experiences in the same way that that you know, like friends or colleagues of different ones. And, and I'm sure that to even yourself, when you were younger, our our experiences are probably completely different. Yeah, you know, can I tell you, you one experience I had? Yeah, go on. It was the mid eighties and of its time, I was walking down the street and there was this, this kid who walked past me. He chucked a hula hoop at my head. That's about the worst experience I've ever had. That's so middle class, isn't it? So he's walking past and- Sorry, I didn't make I a like, laugh. <laughs> but um, to be honest, I found it really absurd. I was like, okay, I, I never had racial abuse or any of that kind of thing. Never really happened, apart from when I was in a pub in Soho in about 2005, where this guy with an England flag, because there's an England match yeah. happening, and he just asked me, because can I stab you? I went, no, and he just then ended up walking off. That was a what? true story. I was like, what? So you, you were, politely. hang on, hang on, you, you, were, you were in a pub in Soho, right? Okay. Yeah, so I was and, standing and, outside and the guy was walking that, past. Yeah, yeah, but, but let's, let's just, so Soho being... Yeah, quite a liberal place. Yeah, in London, and he he was obviously he just he wanted to stab. He he looked. He, 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 but no, oh, sorry, the context is wrong here. He asked me in a very cheery, like drunk manner, but not in a threatening way. He, he just looked at me and just goes, "Can I stab you?" And I went, "No." He went, "Oh, okay." Then just carried on walking, and there was no, there was like zero threat level. But because he had like an England flag on him and it's a football match and he was just passing through, I was like, I, I just found it a weird experience. I was like, that that was different. I was like, really? That, I mean, you know, it's the most politest kind of like abuse I've ever had. 
<laughs> so, so but let me get back to the fucking hula hoop. Yeah, this kid, but he didn't say anything, didn't shout at me, didn't he? Just chucked a hula hoop and carried on walking. So, I'm just like looking. I mean, if you're gonna shout and like rate hurl slurs at people, say something. Have you your know, friends make it memorable? Is what I'm saying. Have right? you known, like, have you had friends or family who, who've, who've had um, more than a hula hoop kind of racism? Not really, no. I mean, I, I live in like a middle class area, so none of it happens. So, like, no, it's only in the 70s that I've read about and all that kind of thing, but no, I'm not experienced. I mean, what am I going to tell my grandchildren? What is it like? Oh, have you, did you when? You know, when you're growing up in London, goes, yeah, I had a hula hoop chucked in my head. Kids are just going to just zone out and go back on playing Fortnite. Thanks. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be fifth night by then. <laughs> Sixth night, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Shakespeare. <laughs> the twelfth night. It'd be, <laughs> 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 it'd be twelfth night in the video game series. Oh, God. But to, to move on to two other TV series, which are the polar opposite yes. of Little Britain, of Curry and Chips, and mind you, so like, brief, briefly, what, what, what by... do you think? What do you think about about um? So, so Little Britain, it, it kind of it played on the whole the whole you know extreme kind of you know she wanted to shock humour, you know the, the same way where where the you know the Women's Institute or, or hinted at Women's Institute w- woman judging the the cakes would be scoffing down a cake and then find out that it was made by you know like like um, someone from a different minority and then just would projectile vomit everywhere. You know, that's... that's yeah. There's, 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 no, there's no other right, right reason for that other than just to shock you, is there? And in trying not to be racist is actually very, very offensive. I, I barely remember that. I thought it was quite funny, just as a gag itself. It's like, oh, you know, oh, fine. Because it's, 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 it's highlighting. Like, oh. it, was, it, was, it was basically trying to highlight how... How narrow-minded and yeah, like little Englanders, hence the title. Yeah, you know, our small island is because if you think about the island, it kind of we are tiny in compared to the rest of the world. We are a tiny, tiny, tiny little island, and so the fact that we had an empire, how do we get that empire? We didn't. We we're now tra- known traditionally to be very polite and stiff off a lip in England in, in, as as a British nation. But when in the time of the empire, how did we go over to entire continents and countries and take them over? It wasn't just with you know with tea and a good <laughs> handshake. You know, it was through through you know centuries and centuries of of war and oppression and basically terrorizing these countries into just removing their own their own it's sometimes removing their own history and imposing what, what what we thought they should their history should be so obviously we'll have to ask joe's joe's here no you're right mate look it up yourself because yeah uh, or, or our lawyers if we can say any of that because it might just be a carrying <laughs> <laughs> chips Marjolaine little britain Ridge, and little britain all written by basically white guys, which is fine. But I want to touch upon two things. Goodness gracious me, which was a phenomenon when it came out. That was very uh, big. It, it was very big, but it was no one, no one expected it to be big. And people don't remember this. They showed goodness gracious me on a Monday night at ten o'clock, which is like basically a comedy graveyard, and it got more viewers than there were Asian people in this whole country. And suddenly, BBC ended up, I remember the promos and trailers, 
turning Monday night into comedy night because of that show. They're now showing other comedies on Monday night. But that and the American side of it is The Chappelle Show, which is one of my favourite shows ever. And both of them touched upon race. So, goodness gracious me, written by an Asian cast, and it turned the flip side into things. Of, and, it, and for me, even, though, even when I watch it now, even when I watch it with my friends now, of which I have none because I'm in a car, but you know, but it just poked fun at itself, and but everyone was included in it. So I watched some of the characters. Goes, yeah, that's oh god, that's my family. Oh god, that's what they're like. My dad's literally like that. Uh, sorry, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> but you know, it's just like all the all these caricatures and uh, the real McCoy, which came before that, which yeah. was incredibly funny. There was this one sketch which. Is brilliant. So Mira Sile plays the daughter and this Indian guy um, plays the father and she blink brings a black guy home. And the father's like old and old fashioned. He starts having a palpitation. He goes, oh, you bring this guy. Why you you disrespect the family? Oh, and and there's this whole gag that goes on and on about this. Oh, God, you've got this and all that. Playing up the fact that this is black guy in the house and Mira Sile's like brought him home. And... And he's and and the dad's having a heart attack or pretending to have a heart attack and all that. And the, and the black guy goes, "Oh God, look, look, let me see to you. I'm a doctor." Then the guy, then the dad just goes, "Oh, doctor, 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 no, no, fine, come, come and sit down. What do you want to drink and all that kind of thing?" It's that kind of humor that is a flip side to it. And there's a punchline and a gag, and it's relatable because my parents are like that. No, not literally like that. I never brought a black guy home there's still time but, sans. still time <laughs> there's still time yeah i'm still having a midlife crisis three tattoos and a black man no um <laughs> awkward um yes you got tattoos no nah, i've got no tattoos yeah <laughs> it's not my, so it's not even, my scene. even 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 uh, like we're doing this podcast for no one and just having a chat to no one because we're and, ten Americans said, as, for ten as Americans. We, as we said, as we said at the uh, at the the start of the show, how fucking useless we are. Even the, the racist slurs that you you got in the eighties <laughs> with a hula hoop to the head, you know, it, even 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 your that that story is uh, is is for you. It's pretty <laughs> shitty. It should be a scarring moment in my life, but it's actually a bemused moment in my life because I still tell people and go, "Yeah, a hula hoop to my head." Yeah, so, 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 yeah. so, anyway. so, so, so sorry, Chappelle show, Chappelle show. Yeah, Chappelle show. This is this is the weird thing for Chappelle show for me. When I first saw it, blew me away. It took race relations. It took a flip side. I'm gonna have to bleep this whole bit out, but he did a whole sketch. Did you watch the Chappelle show? Uh, a bit, bits. It was. I mean, I, I, I couldn't. Re- I don't. I didn't. Re- it wasn't like easy. Oh, right. this, this, he, yeah, he'd done this whole. I can't even talk about it. It was a flip side. It was like an old nineteen fifties American sitcom. I still watch. I've watched it like a billion times because it's just taken this whole kind of like concept of that word, flipped it on his head, and just made a joke of it. And the thing, and the lot, lot of the series was the same. It was just taking an element of black culture and stereotypes, flipped it on his head, and made it very funny. And the thing that got me the most was Chappelle is a co-creator, but the other co-creator, Neil Brennan, is a white guy that co-created the show, and he's the one that did some of the most iconic, famous gags in it. Yeah. 
Now, the, the point I'm making is normally if you're not black and you're doing black humor, you tend to side towards the stereotypes and go for the cheap gags. But Neil Brennan, Brennan didn't. He, he actually just made gags that were funny. You that were, were, they were incredibly edgy. Funny, and you got to be saying something as well. Would, would, would you say at the time, would you say at the time that the UK versions are 20 years ago, would you say that you know, the Little Britain was edgy at the time? Because American, American Pie was very edgy, wasn't it? So, yeah. I mean, I loved it when it came out, but I watch it again and go, ooh, this is a little bit dated and it's a little bit cringeworthy. <laughs> but yes, it was of its time and it was fun. But there are certain TV series that stand the test of time. Little Britain, I think, half does, half doesn't. The Andy, the wheelchair guy and all that, you know, it's that still stands the test of time. If they had non-white gag writers, they might have balanced it out a bit more. Yeah. They yeah. just saw it and, from and their it, perspective yeah, and they, they just went towards the stereotypes. Yeah, and, and I think they, they will probably, if you look at extras... In the series and extras, when when he in the second series of extras, when he when was it David Millman, Gervais's character, he he finally gets a show commissioned, and oh, yeah. basically they turn his, his sitcom, which he wanted to be quite edgy, into into something out of the nineteen seventies, like a oh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a show, which obviously is against against his initial plan. I think you're right. That's a really that's a really interesting point. If it had more inclusive writers on that show. Then it probably would have been a completely different show. Before. It probably it could have it could have still had that edge, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been. We wouldn't be talking about it now. We wouldn't be pulled pulled from from the sites. And I think I think that's the that's the main that's the main point by pulling stuff. And you know, like it, it almost you need to get you can't ignore our history and. You know, and a lot of yeah, a lot absolutely. of our history, a lot of our history is unfortunately nothing to be that proud of. But it, yeah. but it, if you it, and and it, the like, some some um, protesters were were like like pe- people who believe in the who, who were protesting for BLM were, were younger people were saying that they don't care about the show, and it should you know that's not the point. The point you know, like they're it's almost yeah. drawing, drawing attention away from it, but. On the flip side, it's almost like I think if you keep the shows up and then then and if you don't do anything, even though they're, that they're there, because you need to get the thinking and you know it's it's a completely different way of thinking and stuff which we did, we took so so much for granted or probably 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 more me than you. You take yeah. so much for for granted just because you you know you're you're not the oppressed minority and so you know you could actually end up being institutionally racist without really realising it very easily. And so if if stuff is in the zeitgeist and then, so if these shows are pulled, then it kind of, it goes into the zeitgeist that, okay, this this isn't okay. And, you know, we have to push things on and we have to move things on. Then I'm kind of, I'm sort of in favour of that. And I, and I, and I believe that, but yeah, I, I also see that it's probably, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's taking away from from the argument, the main argument that that you know, like the the protesters have got because they're focusing too much again on like on you know some on these 
white guys making stereotypical jokes and not and not actually yeah. their their you know their, their cause. But I kind of I, I think now it's opened up and it's properly opened up the the conversation. Um, then I think it can only it can only get you'd hope it can only get better and it can only be stronger. We can only learn from from where we are. Absolutely, it keeps the conversation going. Okay, okay. And there's people. Sorry, just to finish off, there's people who who were like, "Oh, well, this is the end of comedy," you know. And it's like, no, it's not, because because those people, those people basically are just, and they can, and they don't. They clearly don't give a about comedy. They just, they just want to fight. You know, they just ask politely outside of a Soho pub if they can stab you. They're those sorts of people, and they can. Polite, politely ask, politely yeah, ask. Yeah, politely ask, and they can write off because so so twenty years ago, the new century turned the the two thousands. If you look at twenty years back, it was the start of you know like the end of seventies, beginning of the eighties, you know, and if if I know I remember comedy being of the of you know that wasn't the young ones. A com not with comedies, traditional comedies from the seventies and and you know like start the start the eighties, more the seventies. I remember yeah. looking back and thinking about them, thinking one how old they are and two how how different they are. And then apart from the young ones, and it's kind of the young ones kind of came in, shook things up a bit, and and then and then you kind of had that. You you, you just you you need a few people to come and then then look at the landscape, come in, shake things up, and then that becomes obviously like the norm. And then we need to reevaluate and relook at look at where we are again. And then yeah. people shake things up and then, you know, and it's it's an evolving process. And I think and I think now it's basically a sign of our middle age where where twenty years ago, you know, our what we what we thought were were um, liberal progressive thoughts are and, and shows are now seen as uh, <laughs> a pretty conservative and narrow-minded. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh no! Sorry, I finished your piece. Sorry. And no, no, that's it. And I think that's just a, that's obviously that's a that's a typical sign that we're just getting <laughs> old now. Our liberal our liberal th thoughts thoughts are probably now seen at because I've talked to people at work. I would consider myself to be to be you know like more of a liberal, open-minded thinker, and my my thoughts. But I I think that I'm seen by them as just like an like this this old conservative doesn't know what he's doing twat. Now I'll give him. <laughs> I am a twat and I am old now, but. <laughs> I I don't think that I I am like narrow-minded or conservative, but you know, you know, like Lee Francis said, I think it's we're we're all learning, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Just want, I do just want to say that on the record. And I'm uh, glad you said that. That's yeah. good. I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story, a true story. But but when <laughs> when I come to the end of this true story. When we cut back, when I cut back in, obviously you just let me know what you think of the story without going into any detail. Basically, the recording is going to cut off here, <laughs> and it's going to pick up here. <laughs> and now, now, Kit, yeah, that's the end of the story. What do you think of that? The story. Well, again, it's kind of, what he's doing there is it's kind of he's, he's trying to be deliberately shocking isn't he and 
making a punchline out of it. And so he's, I guess he was trying to, he was trying to say something with that. I don't, obviously I wasn't there. I don't, I've not heard the joke, so I don't know if it's funny or not, but. It wasn't, it was oh. basically killed the room. So, so he was, he was deliberately trying to be shocking again. It was, it was like, because shock humour has its place. I think shock humour does have a place, but when it's just, when it's just for the sake of it, and you know, if that's all you rely on, it's gets tired very, very quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, you need to be saying something that someone else isn't, not just for the sake of saying it. I'm very and, true. I mean. Richard Pryor doing his live kind of like comedy and getting very personal with it. It's like, okay, it's, it's brilliant, but it's shocking. And he, you know, puts a lot of himself in the actual show as well, especially yeah. live on Sunset Strip, which, if anyone wants to buy it, is on eBay at the moment. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, look, kid, I'm can... selling my stuff at the moment, so I might as well put an advert. For myself? Why, why are you selling all your stuff? I've now finally, in the last six months, gone through it and thought... I collected a load of random shit and I could, I put it on eBay and it's selling for like quite a lot of money. It's like, okay, this is not bad. It's not exactly, you know, freelancer wages, but for what it is, it's like, okay, it's not 99p book that someone's bought and gone, hmm. Going to, it's going into <laughs> the sands by the Guinness more important. Fund. Yes, Creighton <laughs> Guinness Fund. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so no, no, we we touched on a few topics here. The university's again... overrated anyway, so they can, you know, and by the time that they go to the university, it'd be, it, they'll have to like sell a kidney. Yeah, so kid, I am proof of that because I've never been to university. So, yeah. So, shall we leave that for the next episode of the fact that you've been to university? I've never been to university. And you're more and... successful than me. Yeah. Not really. I'm living in a car. So. <laughs> oh, so we can't really cut. Cut back but, to that story. Okay, but, no, no, but, 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 I am debt-free living in a car. So yeah. my mate, one of my mates was like paid off his university debts until he was like, when he was 35. But anyway, oh, oh this is all getting a bit like, you know, Diane Sawyer-ish, and all a bit serious. But I think we should talk about, do I feel I've missed out on not going to university is the next episode, I think. On top so, of now, all the other random nonsense now you're that living, about. Now you're living in your car, then the next episode is that, that do you think you've made it by not going to university? You, no, by not going to university, have you made it? Well, I mean, yes. I'm, well, I mean, the question is, I mean, I can sit in a car with my, my, my certificate next to me and a shitload of debt. So... You know, luckily I'm in a car that goes over 100 because if like the debt collectors are chasing after me, at least I can outrun them in a decent vehicle. We can, we can evaluate your life even more under the microscope <laughs> next, next episode. That, that sounds good. So, con- <laughs> conclu- conclusion, conclusion wise, about what we're talking about with, with comedy, what, what, do you, what do you think? Like, obviously, you know, like not the time that we're living in, but specific to the time that we're living in the comedy. What, where do you think, what, what is the future looking like for comedy? I mean, okay, two points. One, they should not pull any, any, unless it's really extremely horribly racist and really bad. And if there is a semblance of humour in it or humour that was known to be funny at the time, like Little Britain, 
that should stay on the airwaves. That should still be shown. Now, it should not be pulled. People should not fall into the fear factor of, like, offending people and all that. If it's not funny, fine, get rid of it, put it in a dustbin of history, curry and chips and all those. They should literally live as a snapshot of a time of what it was. And just stay there. So I do agree, you know, I do disagree with people having a knee-jerk reaction of pulling stuff. I have a knee-jerk reaction of people apologising for stuff they've done. Because let's face it, if Lee Francis does that character and is cringeworthy now and people are going, oh, that is so not right. And, you know, he has to live with his kind of like decisions that he made then. And there are funny moments like the Michael Jackson, but other bits. You know, you live with it. You can't just shove it under the carpet and go, oh, it never happened. And the other point I've completely forgotten about, because I'm on a rant. It's about what, where do you think comedy is going to be? Where is it going? Ah. Oh, yeah. No, I think comedy should should be just generally more inclusive, just bringing people in. I mean, you're talking about working class backgrounds. You look at um, uh, Only Fools and Horses. That was written by John Sullivan, who is a cockney working class geezer. And, you know, obviously the, his route into television happened to be that way. But the honesty of Only Fools and Horses was the honesty of his upbringing that he brought onto the show. That's where it seems to be the differences. You know, the, the honesty. You, you, you want to do working class comedy. You want to bring working class people, not as advisors, quote unquote. But actually, you know, get them to actually write. And actually like develop their work and all those kind of things. Yeah. So to oh, just comedy be... banter, I know. <laughs> so, 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 so <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're so good, good at comedy banter. So, so essentially, <laughs> so essentially, that, that, that what you're what you're saying is that you just think that, that and that goes full circle. What, what we said at the start is you're saying that where comedy should be is where society should be. It's basically a bit more inclusive because comedy is holding a mirror up to where we are. And yeah. Oh. And, and so that's and and to hold a mirror up to where we are, we need to to include everyone in society, um, and, and not just everyone. not just you know certain certain you know like middle aged white men holding a mirror up to society, um, and then basically Can I just say one take thing? a picture of what they think think that, that we want to see. Yeah, even though it's our show, but can I say one thing? Yes, we missed on one of the best comedies in the last twenty years as well, twenty five oh. years, Father Ted. Written oh, yeah. by two Irish guys, making fun of the Catholic Church and the Catholic kind of like stereotypes and all those kind of things, and that is not cringeworthy. And Irish guys, it would. I dropped. I've lost you. I've lost you. You, you, what, you, you, you know. Just say it again. So, Father Ted. Father Ted is written Catholic by Church. Uh, Graham Linehan and Ask Jobs. Can you tell me what that is? Jokes here? Seriously, I'm going to have to stop charging you a fee for every dumb question you keep asking. The two writers of Father Ted were Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews. If you don't know that, you don't know life. Oh, thank you, Joves. Yeah, so it's written by them two, essentially. And it was a send-up of the Catholic Church, but it's still timeless. You can still watch it now and go, yeah, no, it, it, it hasn't aged badly it's still very funny and it's still a timeless kind of like mirror yeah you're right you're right it's it, it, it still like i watched an episode and i used to love father ted but i haven't watched it for years and i've watched an episode 
recently, and it is it's still just I was crying with laughter still. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, certain catchphrases that go with it. But it's just like all these different voices, you know, in the last, what, 10 years. I mean, OK, to be honest, my last favouritest comedy ever was Nathan Barley. But that's another kind of different subject, which is relevant now because it's all about hipster culture. Yeah. Do you reckon we can get Chris Morris on our show? I think so. Because he he likes an, an, an underdog, and fuck me, we are underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> his path to to his his kind of career in comedy is so interesting, and the stuff that he makes is just is like really really interesting. I mean that that really is you know holding up a mirror, but being quite controversial with what he's doing. Um- which is probably okay. probably should we include that in in why Sands didn't go to university? Yeah, no, we'll do that. So for why I didn't go to university, we'll talk about Chris Morris holding up a mirror. So we'll do that first, then we'll go towards why I never went to university, which I'm sure is going to be great fun. Yay, Mister Thicky Pants. Anyway, so I think I think we've exhausted our love talking mean, about comedy. I mean, we've been recording for a lot. We've been recording for about about three thousand seven hundred ninety six days, almost <laughs> almost as long as the entire f-ing lockdown has been going on. <laughs> it would seem so. Um, I think I think episode fifteen. That's, that's in the that's in the bag, isn't it? That's done. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact us on just. Whoa, 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 whoa! You can have your bit in a sec. You can have your. Fucking hell! We've got so far. We've got so far. So far, and then you me up right at the last minute. So, episode fifteen. Thanks so much for listening. That's we really appreciate. Oh, hang on. Oh no. Episode fifteen. Thanks. Thanks so much. Shut up. Smooth. Smooth. Episode fifteen. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Action. Oh my god! Episode fifteen has been amazing, and thanks. If you want to get in touch, if you want to appreciate, show the love. Just email uh, just a tip at fuzzydice.co.uk or jtt at fuzzydice.co.uk. Or I mean, you can show the love, show your appreciation. Or if you have conflicting and contrasting views, maybe just email as well because we can get the conversation going. Uh, Sans, where can people find us on the rest of the internet? All right. So we've got fuzzydice.co.uk where you can look at some sporadically updated website information. We are on Instagram. So at Sandeep Mahal, S-A-N-D-I-P-M-A-H-A-L, at Mung Vina for you and at Fuzzy Dice Comedy. Uh, it, but I don't. Of, I mean, I might have. To, I might have to change change my 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 tag on Instagram because it seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, well, a bit that's like a fucking dated um, podcast. It's going to be. <laughs> shall, shall we? Shall we? Shall we just? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we just like change it live on air now? What do you want to change it to? What I'll just change it to. I don't know. The well, I was just going to change it to my name. But it probably Kate has Johnson. to be. It probably have to be Kit Johnson seventy, Kit Johnson six, <laughs> Kit Johnson sixty nine. Way, lads, I bet that's taken. I bet that's taken on Instagram as well, but I can't change it. <laughs> some 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 horny Kit Johnson out there's going. Oh, I'm going. I'm having that first. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, god, uh, it's. I mean, it's the, funny the conversation has been true. quite heavy. Do you know why it's been heavy? Why? 
because you haven't played any of your like music or sound effects or anything. I know, I know. I've I've got I've got it all here. I've got you know. I've even got. Um... We've had no got... dance. We've had no dance. Water. We haven't. Even... We haven't. Even... Oh, did you notice the last show notes? Yeah. What? What about I, them? I started giving Dennis Waterman facts for every all of the show notes now. I, I have. I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So every every episode is going to have a Dennis Waterman show notes. And on and that note, on on that note, fuck off. <laughs> no, sorry. On that note, thank you very much for listening. And fuck off. <laughs> is that is that how is that how we should end? I think I think that's that's not. Um, Why not? I'm yeah. Carl. I'm a nihilist. Yeah. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Sans, stay safe in your car. Mr. Oh, I'm a little